Born in NASCAR. Today we have Bob Pockers from Fox Sports along with me, Dominic, and Noah. All right, Quinn, you're up. All right, so in terms of the Clash to Coliseum, a lot of people said it was a tale of two races. And in terms of like the first half and the second half, do you think that based off the last two years and the more recent race being more of a tale of two races, do you think it should be at the Coliseum still or somewhere else or go back to Daytona? Well, I don't think it should go back to Daytona. Uh, I think that had ended up using its usefulness. Um, I, it certainly is easier logistically, but it certainly doesn't have the kind of the spark, the event type atmosphere that it did at the Coliseum. And the whole point of the clash was to get people excited about the Daytona 500. And I think it does it better in this type of venue. Now, I, I mean, I think it needs to be a special event. It needs to go to an area that uh, that either doesn't have it or makes it, uh, you know, or an area where NASCAR isn't running at the moment. Should it go back to the Coliseum? I'd be fine with it going back to the Coliseum. If NASCAR wants to try something different, I'm fine with that too. But I think the Coliseum is a great event. And I do think that if NASCAR does go to the Coliseum, then it should be the clash and it should not be a points race. Thank you so much. And my question was concerning the current number seven car. Um, I know we have had safety, safety changes this year, um, but we didn't. I didn't quite understand when I looked into it. So if you could clarify some of those points. Yeah, so what NASCAR did is that they moved some bars in the rear clip, removed some bars from the center clip, and actually, um, you know, kind of made the rear clip, uh, the rear section more collapsible. Uh, so they hollowed out some things there in some of the bars. The whole point was to try to make the car collapse a little more so that the driver doesn't feel the impact of the rear hits as much. Uh, the, of course, when you do that, you know, what else breaks? You know, the first thing they want to make sure is that they don't uh, puncture the fuel cell because the fuel cell in a cup car is, is in the rear of the car. So they have to make sure that the fuel cell is protected. Um, but and they also had to make sure that, you know, some of the other components, if they broke, that there wouldn't be any you know, sort of other kind of re residual effects. So uh, they think they're in a good place. Uh, they won't know until somebody uh, hits rear end of the car into the wall. These changes were not designed to help with impacts when it comes to like bump drafting or bumping in a corner like you saw at the clash. And obviously the drivers complained about that. NASCAR is looking to revisions to the front area of the car uh, to see if they can help with those impacts or maybe make it so that if you do hit somebody that hard that, you know, that it would damage your car too much where you just can't do it. So. Uh, so they're still looking in that area. Uh, you know, look, the safety, you know, obviously the, it seemed like that NASCAR wasn't moving as fast as the drivers wanted to last year. I think that was pretty obvious. They felt like some of their concerns were not heard. Uh, NASCAR will counter and say, hey, these changes take time uh, that, you you know, you, you have to work on them for three, four, five months uh, before you can really implement a change. And the other thing is, is that NASCAR is controlling, you know, all the building of the chassis. So it's not like the teams can just make a change, you know, in a week that they have to get these things worked on by the approved vendor. Thank you so much. 
Okay, so my question, um, I was doing a little bit of research on viewership, and I noticed that 2022 saw an increase in viewership for the first time across Fox and NBC and uh, anywhere else uh, for NASCAR. And I was just wondering as to why that probably was. <laughs> that's a that's a great question. I, I think some of the younger drivers are getting more well-known. Uh, they're, they're creating fan bases. You had so many drivers retire, you know, from Danica Patrick to Tony Stewart to Carl Edwards to Jeff Gordon to Jimmy Johnson. Um, that, that they obviously Dale Earnhardt Jr. That it, I think it took a little bit of time for these young drivers to establish fan bases. Uh, so I think that is part of it. I think the fact that there were 19 winners last year, maybe you felt like your favorite driver had a better chance last year with the uh, next gen car. And I think, you know, for the most part, the racing was better on the intermediate tracks, the mile and a half, the two mile tracks. And I think that created, you know, more interest for, uh, for people to watch. Thank you. In terms of the, there have been many generations of cars throughout NASCAR's history, such as the car tomorrow, the gen five and the next gen, do you have a, favorite generation car that you think ran the best or something like not not based on manufacturer but just the main like generation of car was there an era that you that you had a preference on or or, or something like that um I, I get my eras confused but obviously the era before the cot the cars were running really well uh but you know, there obviously were questions about safety of those cars. So, you know, it's hard to argue with the advances in safety that NASCAR has made over the last 20 years. Uh, you know, the Gen 6 car was obviously a very safe car, right? Um, you know, Ryan Newman being able to survive that crash is just incredible. Uh, did it race the best? I, you know, I, it didn't seem that it seemed to have its challenges and whether it was the car or whether or NASCAR's aero package specific to that car is hard to tell. Thank you. Okay, so my question is kind of about like returning sponsors, like because we have had so many sponsors throughout the years and many of them have, some of them have left. So like some of the ones that are less the sport, uh, like many years ago were UPS Home Depot. Uh, would you like to see a return from them if we could get them in or not? Obviously, I think everybody would love to see more sponsors and big sponsors. Uh, but, you know, marketing programs change, you know, different people run those programs. And it's, you know, it's up to NASCAR and the teams to make sure that that it's a it's a no brainer, you know, for these companies to sponsor and, and sometimes that you know they'll say sometimes that isn't even enough i mean you look at how much value m m's got from nascar and they decided to shift their marketing budget to another sport so you know you, you know that there's going to be some rotation because you know companies tend to like to change marketing programs to shift programs um to kind of create a spark for what they're doing marketing wise and you know and the challenge for nascar and the teams is always to create an experience where they say that this continues to work do you have like a company that has not been in the sport but you would like to see like come into its own in nascar <laughs> um 
I would like to see as many coffee shop sponsors as possible so we can have more coffee in the garage and better coffee that, in the garage. How's that? That's understandable. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so um, by the way, I found that very amusing. <laughs> um, I was just um, wondering, um, based off of your opinion, I know everyone has their opinion when it comes to this, but for you, Mr. Proporis, what is the most anticipated change coming into the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series season or Xfinity and uh, trucks? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Kyle Busch racing for RCR is kind of the biggest change when you talk about drivers, right? I don't think anybody would ever see Kyle Busch and Richard Childress racing working together. So I think that's the biggest one there. And then uh, uh, if you're just talking about in general, I would say the Chicago street race is to me the biggest uh, add to the schedule, biggest, you know, challenge for NASCAR. They've never done a street race in their history. Nobody really knows how these cars are going to race on street courses. Uh, you know, their attempt to bring the racing to to people rather than asking people to come to the race right that's kind of the idea and uh, we'll see if it see if it works i think that's um it's gonna be a huge test uh for nascar to see you know how it can you know create an, an environment and, and create a race that will uh, resonate with people who live in a city all Thank three you. of us are looking forward to seeing that race. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. very much so. All right. Well, Mr. Pockers, thank you so much for answering our questions and taking time out of your day for this. We really appreciate it. And we're so excited to see what you have to say about current things around the season and very excited. We're looking forward to the start of the season and just like next week. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be great to see uh, these cars and racing in the Daytona 500 and the duels. Certainly, we'll have some drama as well with a lot of big names trying to get in. So, looking forward to it. And uh, you know, thanks again for your time. You're welcome. Of also, make sure to follow Bob Pockers on Twitter and read his latest articles and insights on NASCAR on FoxSports.com and the Fox Sports app. Thank you, and have a great day and good morning, NASCAR. Woohoo! Thank you guys. Sorry about my thank you video. so much. No, no problem. Thank you.